excited to talk about this podcast episode. (laughs) I am going to call it the trauma-informed model and you guys are probably like what the f are you talking about? Well let's get into it. First off I want to give a couple shout outs to some amazing people that gave some um, reviews for the podcast on Apple so thank you. Um, I wish I had their names up. I didn't plan this and I should have their names and I didn't but you know who you are if you left a review last week there was a couple of you guys so thank you (laughs) and if you're new here welcome if you're a longtime listener welcome back and let's see are there any housekeeping things that I need to talk about it is if you're listening to this in real time we are in May May this is uh late May and I'm still doing my launch of my trauma to triumph coach one-on-one coaching program right now and I'm still accepting a couple clients for this third quarter if you are listening to this and you are interested in working with me to help heal your brain and body from trauma definitely reach out to me you can click the link in the bio I'm I'm sorry in my um, the podcast show notes that say um, book a clarity call so we can talk and we can figure out where you are right now and I would love 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 and be completely honored to be your coach through your healing journey. So, all right, let's get back into it, guys. So this episode is going to be really, really different and unique in the sense that I'm talking about a concept that I have or used to, it's a framework that I used to work, use in my in my coaching. Um, a lot of you um, who are listening have been following me since the inception of this podcast, and I used to be what I called myself was a mindset coach, and I taught and utilized um, a framework called the model, and it's a type of framework that a lot of life coaches use. Um, to teach basically what I would call like mindset strategies, thinking strategies, um, emotional, I don't even know, to be honest, I'm not sure, but what they would call it, but it's a type of coaching that a lot of coaches use. Um, It was made famous by um, um, a woman named Brooke Castillo. She's the owner and creator of the Life Coach School. She's amazing. She's a great coach. Um, She actually inspired me to become a coach and Um, I used to utilize this framework, the model, um, back when I first started coaching and it was very helpful for me, um, throughout my time. Um, I would say the past five years, I used to utilize this model, um, to solve problems, to kind of approach situations in my life, to really think through things and, um, know, um, and understand what my thoughts were doing and what, what was creating, what I was creating in my life with my thoughts. So I thought, and it helped me a lot. And then I became trauma informed and I now have a new model that I've created myself because, and I say this because I call it the trauma informed model because, um, and more specifically, I call it the trauma informed model for change. And it's, I say that because 
the model, the original premise and framework around it is your circumstances create your thoughts, your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings influence your actions, and then your actions give you your results. And although I I thought it was very useful, um, after I learned about polyvagal theory and the basics and facts about your body and neuroscience and the vagus nerve and how the physical mechanisms of your autonomic nervous system actually affect your emotions if they affect your thoughts they affect triggers they affect um, the emotional states that you're placed into automatically um, I have never looked at the model the same and I do not use it in any of my coaching so I still have um, I still have the teachings of it on my podcast and I think when um, things change up a little bit in a very short time here in the future with my podcast show and I'll give you guys the news for that um, I probably will erase those those um, podcast episodes and very rightfully so because guys when you're trauma informed and you understand the biological mechanisms that are happening to someone when they have um, have experienced trauma or are living with unhealed trauma in their nervous system our bodies work very very differently and guess who this applies to every damn person in the whole damn world okay it's not specific to just me or my clients or anyone else everybody has been subject to some type of trauma but whether it's what people call a capital t trauma or a lowercase trauma and if you've been subject to trauma um, not only if you've been subject to trauma, but just anybody, our bodies work in a very, very um, specific way. And it's not in the way that I believe is congruent to what the model teaches. And so I've put a very polyvagal trauma-informed approach to it, and I've changed it significantly. And I'm sharing it with you, and I want to share it with a lot of you know other coaches that are trauma-informed and other coaches. If you're a coach listening to this, because I know there are a lot of coaches that listen to my podcast, if you're a coach who listens to this and you utilize the model and you believe yourself to be trauma-informed, I don't believe that you are teaching it in the correct way. And I am giving a very bold claim to say this because there are thousands of coaches who I know teach this uh, framework, but it does not apply. And it's very, in my opinion, it's just incorrect. Okay. And I'm going to explain why, and I'm going to explain what my belief around it is and what I believe is the actual polyvagal trauma informed approach to that model and how it differs. Um, if you want a picture of this, if you want a view of the diaphragm, um, diagram, diaphragm, diagram, <laughs> um, the diagram, I um, have it in the show notes and I will have it on my website so you can click the show notes and you can see an actual diagram of it. And um, I'll explain it here on the podcast. So what I believe the trauma-informed model looks like and is very, and how it differs from the um, regular model, the model that a lot of coaches teach. Um, I'm going to first talk about what the the other coaches teach and then I'll compare it to the trauma-informed model. So what they say is circumstances in life, things in the world, just anything, anything that's happening, okay? The weather, politics, someone saying something to you, um, anything happen and then you have a thought about it 
and then your thought that you have creates your feelings and then those feelings create influence you to take some type of action and then you get results so what they're basically um offering to clients and to whoever coaches they say you just have to change your thoughts and then everything will be different like just change your thoughts about it and don't worry about it like if you just manage your thoughts you'll be able to now change your feelings and then you can take you'll be influenced to take action and then you will get results okay so the reason I do not believe this to be correct anymore, okay? And I will, listen, you guys, I'm going on the record. I used to share this. I believed it to be very accurate. I don't believe it to be accurate at all anymore because of my information um, being trauma-informed, being trauma-aware, and just knowing what polyvagal, polyvagal theory teaches, okay? So what I believe the model is and should look like is this circumstances and this is very specific to things outside of us things happening in the environment okay anything things in inside of us in our bodies okay you're you're you feeling sick you having an injury you having a thought something happening in your body okay or something happening between you and another nervous system, something happening between you and another person, okay? So that's what we would call, I guess we can call it circumstances, okay? Um, circumstances affect your nervous, your neuroception, okay? So circumstances affect your neuroception. Neuroception is your body's way that it detects information from the outside and then puts you into a nervous system state, one of the autonomic nervous system states, okay? Ventral, vagal, sympathetic, or dorsal. I'm going to call them, for the sake of this podcast so that nobody gets confused, I'm going to call them green, yellow, and red. If you follow me, you understand what I'm talking about. I will put this in the notes so there's more pictures and you guys can understand it a little bit better. But for the sake of this episode, we'll say green, yellow, red. Green's on top, yellow's on the bottom, red's on the um, below that. And I'm going to say, I'll explain that green, um, it stands for like ventral vagal state. It stands for safety. It's a state of, of safety and connection. You get put into this, this feeling, the state of a ventral vagal when you feel safe when you feel connected um let's call it v for vibrant okay you feel really happy joyful life is amazing okay so that's the ventral vagal state the yellow is sympathetic that is the fight or flight state and this is when you are in um you're you're like there's stress there's anxiety you have full of energy this is the mobilized state and it puts you you get put into this nervous system state when Um, there is a sense of threat and you have to protect yourself. So you either fight or flight. Okay. So it's yellow and then there's red, there's dorsal vagal um, system and you get put into dorsal vagal. This is the system of immobilization. This is the, um, disconnected immobilized, um, I would call it like shutdown state where there is a, a, like intimate, imminent, um, threat of, or danger on your life. And you get put into the state because there, you may die. Like think of like playing possum and you have to shut down and you have to like play dead. It's a survival state. There's a sense of threat. 
in your neuroception and you sense that and your body puts you into one into the dorsal state okay so let me go through that again circumstances things outside of us or inside of us or between you and another nervous system something happens your body has neuroception on that so it detects either safety or threat safety or threat something's happening and it says your body's a detector and it says i think this is safe or i think this is threatening okay that's the next step in the trauma-informed model after you have neuroception of safety or threat you then get placed into a state okay one of the three states that's the third part of the model you're either um, based on if you're in safety if you're a nurse if you have a neuroception of safety your body puts you your neuro automatic autonomic nervous system puts you into a ventral vagal state and you feel safe and connected everything's good if there's a sense of threat you get put into either yellow sympathetic fight or flight or you get placed into the dorsal vagal shut down you gotta like play possum disconnect immobilize don't take action you gotta play dead because there's an imminent sense of threat of danger you're gonna die okay so circumstances affect your neuroception your neuroception creates a state because it first sends a safety or threat and it puts you into one of the three states then after your state it creates a story in your mind okay you have a thought or a story so story always follows state okay so that now you're thinking um let's say the circumstance is you get fired from your job you go you get called into your boss's office they say sorry we no longer need your services this is your last paycheck you're fired sorry and you you automatically get a neuroception of either safety or threat i would say you probably have a neuroception of threat right you kind of go into survival mode so you get placed into either dorsal or sympathetic yellow or red um, let's say for the sake of the model that we're talking about right now we we go into fight or flight like oh my gosh fear you go into let's say you go into fight or flight you go into sympathetic and you like begin arguing with your boss you go into fight okay so you you got put into sympathetic and you go into boom just automatically this is this is odd you guys this is automatic this is what i need everybody to remember is neuroception is something that can never be shut off you don't just wake up in the morning and say i don't want to have any neuroception today i don't want my body to detect anything i just want to just go through life today and just feel good and and nothing's gonna i don't want to feel anything not possible right our nervous system is always working it's there to keep us safe and to keep us alive so your brain and nervous system that's what they're in charge of and so when you're um you have a neuroception of safety or threat because you're let's say you got fired and you and you feel threatened and now you go into fight or flight you go into fight you go into argue it happens automatically this happens in one split second you don't have you can't you can't create your neuroception but you can have perception over your neuroception you can watch it you can feel it you can understand it so automatically your body will like probably let's say you get hot and you feel like scared and your heart starts beating really fast because you're like oh my god i got fired what's the story you go into yellow fight or flight sympathetic then what happens your body automatically a story after your state story always follows state so now you're having a thought about this oh my gosh i don't have any money i'm not gonna find another job i'm gonna lose my house we're going to be homeless. My kids are not going to have anything to eat. My wife's going to leave me. And it just, you go down that road. Story follows state always. After you're in fight or flight or whatever state you're in, a story follows, right? So that's the thing that's going around in your head. 
And then now based on that, based on that story, now you take an action. Something's going to happen. Let's say you freaking yell at your boss. What the heck? What the hell? Like I've been working here for 20 years. I can't believe you guys would do this to me. You know, I've been here through the pandemic and it was crazy and I worked every day. And so now you take action and then it gives you results. So if you, let's say you yell at your boss and he gets scared and he calls security and now you're, they throw you out of the office. Your result is you don't have a job and you got thrown out of the office, right? So that's an example of the trauma, the trauma informed model. Okay. Um, the difference between the trauma informed model and the model is we bring in that polyvagal information of neuroception state and story. I think it's very, very important and to never disregard the fact that our bodies, okay, our nervous system is the thing that puts us into a feeling automatically. The the thought doesn't come first and then you have a feeling. That does not happen. You have a feeling first right? You have your, you have neuroception about something. You have some type of reaction, some type of trigger, right? And like the, like the circumstance, your body has a neuroception of either safety or threat. Let's say it chooses threat because this, you got getting fired is threatening to its survival. It thinks it's going to die because now you don't have a home and money. And then it puts you into fight or flight, right? That yellow sympathetic. And, and then from there, a story always follows that state. Okay. This is what happens automatically to you when something happens. You can't control the neuroception and the state part. It just, this is automatic defense mechanism. It's a survival mechanism. It's a trauma response. It's a behavioral adaptation, whatever you want to call it. But this is what happens in your body. Okay. Um, I believe this to be a more accurate definition of a framework that is trauma informed and polyvagal informed. We need to take this type of approach to change so that I think one of the the biggest reason and the most important reason is that we can understand that there are physiological, biological mechanisms happening under our awareness, like our autonomic nervous system is doing things without our control. If you get mad because you're boyfriend didn't text you back and because you're you have a neuroception of threat around it because let's say you've been cheated on five times before and when you don't get a text back at night you get you freak the f out it's not because you want to freak out a lot of the times it's because of your trauma from before like you have a past experience of constantly getting cheated on and so now your neuroception, please understand this guys, neuroception of the that detection system in your body is heavily influenced by your past trauma. If you have a lot of traumatic things that you've experienced, poverty, breakups, getting cheated on, you've witnessed murder, you've been in crazy car accidents, you have a serious um, medical diagnosis, um, someone passed away in front of you, you just lost a loved one. There's a lot of things that have happened to you. Let's say bullying, rape, murder, molestation, physical abuse, substance abuse. You did something quote unquote bad in your life. You um, stole cars and used to be a drug dealer. Now you have it and whatever. Things you've had crazy things happen to you in your past that were quote unquote traumatic that have affected your, your nervous system now and you have trauma in your in your nervous system. 
you're going to react very differently to life. Your neuroception is going to be more compelled and more um, like, like, yeah, compelled to sense things as threatening than safe. Okay. And this is not something you can control. It's an automatic thing that happens. You can't tell your body, okay, nervous system, today we're not going to care what our boyfriend does. Like you can try really hard and choose that with your mind, okay? And say, I'm going to be calm today. No matter what he does, I'm not going to get offended. I'm not going to worry if he doesn't text me. Like, I don't care. I'm okay. Like I trust him. I trust him. I trust him. Now, if we remember afferent data and efferent data in, in, in your in your nervous system. Afferent data is the information, the sensory data, the information coming from your nervous system up to your brain is 80% of that information, aka feelings, okay? Feelings are the are the language of the body and thoughts are the language of the mind. So 8 80% of your feelings go up to your brain and 20% of thoughts come down from your brain down to your body. It it's your feelings are eight times stronger than your thoughts. I'm going to say that one more time, guys. Your feelings in your body are eight times stronger than the thoughts coming from your brain down to your body. So you can think all day, I'm not going to get mad at my boyfriend. I trust him. I, he, I have proof that he loves me. But if you have a very different past that has pretty much confirmed to you that men are, you know, they, they've, you've been cheated on, they've lied to you, you've been betrayed a lot of times and you haven't healed that, un, that, that trauma from your system. You're going to be more compelled to when, when your boyfriend does something like he doesn't text you or he shuts off his location sharing mode on his iPhone and you no longer see where he's at and it's 10 o'clock at night and you haven't got a call for three hours, right? Your nervous system is probably going to have a crazy quick neuroception of threat when you have not having got a call just the like looking at your phone and seeing that he hasn't called you in four hours you're gonna you're you're gonna have a quick neuroception of threat you're gonna put it you're gonna get put into either yellow you know sympathetic fight or flight or that red dorsal shut down disconnected immobilized state and then you're gonna have that's gonna make you feel one of the two like it's gonna think of yellow as the feeling you're gonna feel there is like anxiety stress anger you think fight or flight what would you do if you're fighting you're going to have anger you're going to have you're going to be defensive there's going to be a lot of emotions there if you're flying you want to run away there's fear they're scared you know you're scared you're anxious you're stressed you're worried right if you're in that yellow if you're in that red shutdown you may feel lonely depressed sad um shameful guilty um, confused, desperate, helpless, powerless. Those are feelings that I would say if you would feel if you're in that red, dorsal, disconnected, immobilized state. And then you're going to tell yourself a story, right? Oh my God, he's cheating on me. If you're in that yellow fight or flight, he's cheating on me. And you like get angry and you go call him. Where, where the fuck are you? You know, you get crazy. And he's like, dude, my phone died or like, and I just charged it. Like, I, that's the reason I haven't called you. I would li- was literally about to call you. And, and when you're in the moment, you're, cause you're in a survival state, right? Because your neuroception puts you in there because it sensed a threat because of your past experiences. Um, you can try to calm down. Maybe your boyfriend will be able to like co-regulate you. Like they'll calm you down a little bit, but remember 
the information coming from your your feelings from your body are eight times stronger coming than your brain. And when you're in a survival state, your your prefrontal cortex almost like completely goes offline because you don't need your prefrontal cortex right now to think. All your body senses and knows is we need to protect ourselves. We're in yellow. We got to go ham right now. Okay, we have to defend ourselves. We have to fight against this guy. He's gonna he's gonna hurt us. We have to fight. Where the hell are you? Where were you? Where you know? Why didn't you call me? This is done without conscious awareness, guys. You can't control this. And the thing with the model is that, and again, I used to say this and I used to believe it, but again, I don't believe this anymore to be true. I don't think it's a very correct framework. If you are someone living with a lot of trauma in your in your nervous system and you haven't healed from it. The neuroception and the state and the story that the model, the trauma-informed model applies to you more. I think we're doing a disservice by not teaching the trauma-informed model to people because I, for example, I used to teach the model to some of my clients when I first started off as a mindset coach. Even though I was somewhat trauma-informed, I was doing psyche, right? The healing modality on the side, like, like, it's a little woo-woo. I don't want to really tell anybody, but some of my clients, when I would talk to them and I would realize like, I could tell they had a lot of trauma. I'd be like, so I do this thing, you know, maybe do you want to try it? And they'd be like, yeah. And then it helped them. And then it's like, what the heck? How come you didn't tell me about it before? And once I started seeing the results it had on people, I was more compelled to use it. But before that, I was exclusively talking about the model. And I remember thinking there was so many of my clients that would use it or try to use it in their life and they could not like it just wouldn't work for them like they could think a thought all they want or try to think a thought all they want remember the model says circumstances happen and you think they make you think a thought and then the thought creates a feeling in your body and then that feeling in your body then creates some type of action or an o action and then you get results from that so i would tell my clients all you have to do is just be positive and think that you can get a lot of clients, that you're a great coach and people are going to come to you and just get up every morning and just work. Well, check it out this. <laughs> that's something that, that's it. You guys, I said that on purpose. I did say, check it out this. Um, it's a long story, but a friend of ours said that one day and we cracked up because he had a really thick accent. He spoke Spanish. He meant, he tried to say, check this out, but he said, check it out this. And so now this is something that me and my sisters always say, and it's like a running joke. And we can all use this here on the podcast. So check it out this. (laughs) Um, I remember coaching a woman who was trying to be a coach like me. And for the life of her, she could not like go live on Instagram. She could not share about her coaching. She would be just terrified. There was just too much like she didn't believe in herself as a coach. Like there was just no belief there, right? Because she had never done it. So of course it's going to be hard for her, right? And listen, for me too, I had a lot of like disbelief, but I pushed against it and I just, I, there was a lot of resistance, but I did it anyway. Okay. And then I got results, but because I went, I just did it off of pure resistance. And so I would just tell her, just think that you're a great coach and then you're going to feel good and then you're going to take action. You're going to go live on Instagram and then you're going to get clients, right? I mean, this is like the ideal model, right? And she could not take action. I mean, she like it doesn't matter what she would think. She just the circumstance of now I have to go live on Instagram. Like that was like like that was on her calendar. Like she looked on her calendar and it said, "You're gonna go live on Instagram and talk about you're a coach now." And think about it. 
if we were looking at it from a trauma-informed lens, and this is a woman who I know now has a lot of trauma that she hasn't healed, okay? She's friends with me. She probably saw that on her calendar, and guess what happened? She had a neuroception of threat, and she, in, instead of like fight or flight, like doing energy, that energized energy of yellow sympathetic, guess what she did? Completely shut down. She went into red, she went into dorsal, and could not take action. Like, stayed in bed, didn't do anything. And then because of the story she would tell herself after she would go red was, oh my God, no, like I can't do it. No one's going to buy from like, no one, like the story that followed the state now was I can't do it. I don't know how to be a coach. Like it won't work. I don't, I'm not skilled. Like I can't do this. This is so scary. Like no one's going to buy from me. Like the rejection, like all this stuff. Then the action she took was no action. She didn't go live. And guess what her results were? She didn't have any clients and she didn't have, she's never made money as a coach and she didn't have a successful business. So if I would have understood that she, the way the mo- the regular model, how it wasn't working for her, because if I approached it from a very, from the trauma informed model of she was having a neuroception of threat every time she even considered going live and talking and sharing about her biz, her coaching business and understood that she went into, it was threat, that she had a neuroception of threat. She went dorsal red, shut down. She, the story she told herself was no one's going to buy. I can't do it. I'm like, I've never done it before. She took no action. And then the results were she had no clients. It would make so much sense. And then I would say, there's trauma there. Let's talk about this. Like, why do you think that, like, let's, let's go deeper and understand why you're having these beliefs. We, I'd understand, I'd look at her limiting beliefs. I'd look at her behaviors. That's another episode. That's the trauma informed model for healing. And we'll talk about that next, next time. Um, and I would have been able to help her and I would have understood her from a very different place. And now I approach everything with a trauma informed model, because obviously I work with clients who have unhealed trauma and, Guys, it's not just people with unhealed trauma. This is most people. Now, for the most part, I think if I wanted to, maybe I would be able to just like use the model to to like apply it in some circumstances. But for the most part, we have to understand that circumstances happen and our body automatically creates, has neuroception of either safety or threat. It has that detector going off. It then puts us in one of the states. You feel good and safe and connected. So you feel um, you. the story you tell yourself is, yes, everybody wants to hear from me. I'm excited to go live on Instagram. Everybody's going to buy from me. I'm going to make offers and I'm going to probably get 10 new clients. So you take the action, you go live, and then guess what? You probably get results. You, get, um, you went live. Now you've got a lot of comments and DMs and people want to work with you, right? So it's very different though, right? Looking at it from that lens. And... I wanted to talk about this because I just think it's so, so important to not only approach decision-making or goal creation or actions or problems, looking at problems from this place, but it's to understand things so much better and have a lot of empathy and sympathy with yourself and have a lot of compassion and grace with yourself because you are human and your body's detection system is going to be the one that puts you into an automatic state without your control. Okay. Here's one thing I do want to want you to understand. If, um, if you've 
mastered emotional regulation, okay? And you know how to self-regulate, you know how to co-regulate, you know how to basically manage your emotions and activate the highs and lows of activation, okay? Um, I can understand myself quicker. Like I can have a circumstance. Like let's say my circumstance is I'm launching a new product. Like, right, I'm launching a group coaching program in, in a month or so. And I have to record my modules and videos. That's the circumstance. I look at my calendar. I woke up that morning and say, let me see what I'm doing today. Oh, today's the day I have to record on my modules. And when I think of it, of, of putting together all my stuff for the course, and I notice that like I have like this a little bit of anxiety in my body, I can now, because I'm aware that I have anxiety in my body, I know that anxiety typically is a survival state, okay? It's, it's, I'm probably in yellow and I'm feeling energized, like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. Like, I'm feeling like running away, right? Fight or flight, yellow, sympathetic. I catch myself now very quickly and I say, oh, I'm, I had, because I have to record these modules, I notice that I'm having anxiety in my system and I'm having, um, I'm feeling like running away and not doing it. Why is that? And I can, I can catch myself and say, oh, I, I'm, I'm better at this, right? Because I've been doing this for a while. I can say, oh, I can notice and say, I'm having, um, I'm kind of scared to do the modules and, and, the, and the, launch the program because, oh, I've never launched a group coaching program. Like this could be nerve wracking. And what if no one buys it, right? And I can, I can understand like my, my body's having a, some kind of reaction to it because it's never done it before. And I know that when your body, nervous system and brain and subconscious mind have never done anything before, it senses anything new as is kind of scary and as threatening because what your mind does is remember your body keeps you safe and it tries to keep you safe and it tries to keep you alive. And anything that it hasn't done, it also looks at things as safety and threat. And it also looks at things as familiar and unfamiliar. Okay. And if it's familiar, it says, oh, this is safe. We've done this before. This is okay. And if it's unfamiliar, well, I'm assuming it's not like traumatic, right? It's familiar to get cheated on, right? But if, um, if it's unfamiliar and it's new, it'll say, whoa, 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 what is this? Who is this thing? Who's this person? Why are we doing this? It gets a little like it senses a threat. It, it's, it wants to understand things. If it doesn't know it, you're going to have some neuroception of threat because it doesn't feel safe, right? Because it's new. So when, whenever we do something new, we're going to have a neuroception of threat because it's a new thing. What if you have a new job you're starting? crazy nervous, right? You're going on a date with someone, a new guy, and you really like him and you're kind of excited, but you're nervous, right? Or you're going to start a new workout routine and you get nervous and you don't want to do it. Or you notice that, um, like me, you're starting, you have a new client that you're kind of like nervous about because let's say they're really intimidating in some way because they're famous or something and you have some nervousness around it. This is automatic. This is not something you created. This is an, an autonomic response, right? Your, your body puts you into that, created that feeling without you thinking. It's automatic. And I catch it because I know I'm very self-aware and I notice my feelings very quickly now. And I, when I get nervous, I'm like, oh, okay, there's my body sensing it as a threat. It doesn't want to do it because it's like, oh, it's nervous. Totally makes sense. Like, And I just, and what I do is I kind of like, you know, talk to myself, soothe myself, nurture myself. And I'm like, Annabelle, like we're good. Listen, you've been coaching for a while. You know, all this stuff, people like 
you have such a big demand for this this program huge waiting list people are waiting for it like you're good don't worry you know all the you know what to do and then I can kind of calm myself down right through self-regulation that's the story I'm telling myself now and then now I take action and I actually go and record all my stuff and the results are I recorded my program and I'm it's complete and I have a, a fully recorded program so or coaching program so I give you guys all these examples because I want to just differentiate from how you would use it um how you would compare the regular model to the trauma-informed model um I hope I gave you guys um an explanation with the like what your nervous system does automatically, right? Neuroception of safety and threat puts you in a state and gives you a story. This happens in milliseconds, quick. You you catch it after the fact. That's if you even catch it, right? Sometimes you don't even catch it. Sometimes if you get triggered, sometimes people see red, guys, and they don't even like think. They get triggered and they just act like, you're a dick, what the heck? You know, there's people that like just, they get ran off the road or they get cut off on traffic. You've seen people get like road rage. They got triggered, it was nothing to do about the car. I'll tell you that. People don't get mad about getting cut off. It's a deeper thing that getting quote unquote cut off represents for the person. It triggers something in them. And that's why they go like balls to the wall and like will go flip someone off. Or People have murdered people because of getting, because of road rage. This is, this is, this is like full on triggering. I believe they saw yellow, boom, they went into fight or flight and like they attacked and this is automatic. It's not an excuse, guys, like to say like, oh, well, it was, you know, I had a neuroception of threat and that's why I went crazy. But it's to kind of explain what happens like physically, biologically and without your awareness and without your thinking. Okay. Um, I'm able to catch it a lot quicker because I've been doing it for a while, like I said. But for you guys, if you're new to this um, and you use this model. So um, what I think is great about this is that it um, brings awareness around what your body's doing automatically versus what you aren't, what you're able to control, right? Like my client that I mentioned, the one who wanted to coach, who wanted to do the things that created, you know, the tasks, she wanted to take the action and, and go live and do these things. But for some reason she could, and I always think like, why can't she just do it? Well, now I understand her body had a total neuroception of threat because she had this deeper like fear of rejection and she didn't think she was smart enough or like in whatever it was, right? And that's the story she told herself and it prevented her from not taking action. So she didn't get results. She had no clients. And this probably happens for a lot of you people. And I want you to know that a lot of times it's it's just not within your control. But when you do know the skill of emotional regulation, it can help you when you're in that state and you have awareness around the, the state that you're in, right? You know, notice that you're having, um, you're in yellow or red. You can gain awareness around that and see what story am I telling myself right now, right? We've, I've talked about this in the past, the clarifying question. In this moment, in this place, with this person or these people or by myself, is this response needed? And that's a super, super important question to ask yourself when you notice that story, right? That like, and you have the response of like, you want a certain action you want to take. Like, do I need to have this response? Do I need to think this about this particular situation? And if you ask yourself that, you can notice if you're having um, 
a reaction in the present moment to what's happening now. Like, do I need to be scared about going live and and offering my services? You know what? No, I don't. Like, I'm not going to die. Nothing. There's not really a threat there, right? Yeah, there's a little bit of nerves, but there's nothing bad's going to happen. So really, I'm not like this response isn't needed. I don't need to be scared. I'm okay. I'm smart. I could do this. Like I just got to get over the hump. Like I just got to take action. Like this is just new. My brain's trying to keep me safe. It's okay. And the more you do this over and over and over, like let's say you're someone who wants to start a business and you know, you have to go live and you calm yourself down. You emotionally regulate right during that time. And then you calm down and you're not in fight or flight anymore. You're a little red you go down the polybagel ladder and then you bring, you go up back again, you get some energy and you go up to yellow and then you go up to green and you kind of bring in some of that green ventral bagel safe. You feel safe again. Then you take action, you go live and you're, and you feel, you probably are, you know, the results you probably get are, um, you got likes on your videos and, and you took one step closer to get more clients and the results are I mean, there could be so many things. Now you took action and um, you proved to yourself that you could do it, right? So taking this approach is just so, so helpful. And I hope I explained it well enough. You guys, I'll put diagrams of the thought model and I'll put a diagram of the trauma-informed model. Um, I just think the trauma-informed model is so, so helpful to understand everybody, to understand yourself, to understand there there are processes that happen in your body automatically without your um, ability to stop them, the neuroception state and story. But then once you catch it, you can use emotional regulation to hopefully get yourself out of that state, change it up, right? Down regulate or upregulate, feel better, feel safe, soothe yourself, and then take a different action. And then you get, hopefully you get different results. So let me know if you guys have any questions. This is a bit of a long one, but I thought it's just so important. If you're listening to this episode and you feel like you know someone who uses the model and you think that this is helpful, I definitely recommend you sharing it with them. Um, I just think it's just a really help, healthy and helpful approach to take to the model and to what people would call like just mindset work and um, mental health and things like that. It's really emotional and mental health we're talking about, guys. This is a top-down approach and a bottom-up approach that I, I've shared before. Brain to body and body to brain. And it just it has made my life completely different. It's helped my clients understand themselves so much better. It's taken away so much shame, given yourself so much compassion, and it's a game changer in my opinion. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Sorry it was so long, but I really felt like I needed to give a lot of examples so you can understand it better, okay? So if you have any questions, definitely reach out to me. Um, you can reach me. You can find me on AnnabelleEngleton.com. And if you have any um, questions about or you're considering working with me um, on a one-on-one basis for private coaching, there is a link in the bio for that. And the show notes will have both of the diagrams um, of the model and the trauma-informed model. All right, guys, I will talk to you next week. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.